Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's going on, Ernest? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them what we're bringing. Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, movie club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyer's Blueprint over 14 hours, everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned. And also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call. Right. So once a month, me, Troy, and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays, our portfolio, what we're doing and more. So all of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, biggest in the game. First and foremost, we got to thank you guys for making us number one. That's a fact. It's a historic event. First time ever a black podcast reached number one in business charts. So, yeah, thank you guys for that. So, this is, a, this is an episode that I actually um, was waiting for for a while. And um, it's interesting because um, we're in Miami, so shout out to Jace. I got to miss everybody that made this happen. Shout out to my man, Jay Good. 
Jay Goodwin, Jay Cool Love. So me in Miami at one of these pool parties, I forget. And SLS. Um, SLS. SLS. SLS, yeah. I figured you wanted to remember. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured you wanted to remember. That's so, 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 a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he, was the, he was telling me about a couple of rappers like to come on the show. And it's a different type of show because it's a business show. So everybody's not a good fit for the show. So I'm like, I'm not really sure. So I'm like, you know who I would really want to have on the show? He's like, who? I'm like, um, Jim. He's like, Jim Jones? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I can make that happen. So then he contacted Mel, shout out to mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and then she put me in, in touch with Poem, shout out to him. Very professional. I like the whole situation that they had running. Yep. So I say that to say, I'm telling like a couple people like, yo, we got Jim coming on, Jim Jones, and I was kind of taken back because I don't know. I just always looked at Jim as like an entrepreneur, a business yeah. person. Like he always had a bunch of stuff going on, and a couple people that I was telling, they didn't really understand it. They like, well, what's the conversation going to be about? Same and then I'm, I'm like, it's like giving his resume. And they're like, oh, all right, it makes sense now. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't think that they fully, I don't think people fully appreciate uh-huh. um, his business acumen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at it, you know, as far as Saucy Farms Extract, mm-hmm. um, Vamp Light Fitness, mm-hmm. uh, Quarantine Studios. Yep. He has a crypto coin. Don't forget about that. NF- I sold an NFT seven N- months ago. NFT? You, game. Sold one, you sold one seven months ago? I was so first rapper to sell an NFT seven months ago at 2.5. Ethereum is roughly like $4,000. I sold a picture of my casket. Took a picture of my casket. Somebody brought it. 2.5 Ethereum now. It's like $4,000 in, in my digital wallet. Yeah. So I've been, I, I, I tapped the vein and then I kind of pulled back and I'm just trying to figure it out because I, I kind of take it like a digital baseball card mm. and then just got caught up with so many things and then I start seeing like, it's back. Culture, like, okay, NFT, NFT, NFT. I'm like, hmm, NFT. So it's like, all right, I got some tricks up my sleeve for the next. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Visionary. Yeah, but even, but even before that, the music, like, he started, if, if I'm not mistaken, as um, he was filming. He was the um, camera. He was doing um, camera work, right? Yeah, I did, I did pretty much director everything. Director and all that? For cam, from security to management to video director to mar- marketing to promo to anything that have, had to do with the diplomats and anything that you've seen, I pretty much was the one uh, making the vision happen. And it's a vision that all of us put together, but the work behind the scenes and all that was a lot had to do with me. It was yeah. grind time. So, yeah, so like I said, it made perfect sense to me. And then once I explain it, they're like, okay, I get yeah. it. So um, I'm excited to have the conversation. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, got, I got to tell you the line because uh, we live by the line that Cam said. And me and Shadi go way back. We, you know, we've been friends since 30, 25 years. And um, when Cam told him, I'm going to get shit right if I spend my cake. Jimmy, I'm going to get you up out of 5-H. 100%. That was his line to me like for years. 5-H became like the school. <laughs> And his thing was like, I'm going to get you up out of school. And so we finally uh, got me up out of 5-H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used to be a public school teacher in the Bronx. I said. Oh, that's dope, man. Like, yeah. that's, um, that's one of my dream jobs is to actually be a teacher. Oh, yeah? yeah. You used to teach a class, actually, right? Yeah, I had taught a curriculum for like three years. Um, they let me teach it one time during. The first time I did it, they let me teach it during the actual school like, you know, like, like 215 was Mr. Jones class. It was dope, but and then they let me do it two times as the after school program. And it was funny because my all, all three years my attendance were perfect. And actually kid more kids were trying to come to the program than anybody else. And I figured one or two weeks the kids would be done with 
the Jim Jones, the old Jim yeah. Jones, and, but no, they were heavily intrigued. They kept at it. They did their work. They see something about what what music does to kids as far as just to be a part of it and, and learn things that they've been watching and wanting to be like and rappers and stuff like that. So I broke down a whole classroom into a fully functioning record label, um, Walker Department, all of the departments you could think of. And I bring in the head of each department from these labels that I knew to actually speak to the kids. And then I show the kids how to market and promote an artist from the moment he gets signed to the moment he puts out some music and so forth and so on. And it's pretty dope. I actually want to start to do that virtually now. Mm. What, what doing this in Harlem or in the Bronx? What you mean? Where the school was? The school was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn? I did it, yeah. All right. Cool. So I want to, I got a couple questions. Um, first, I want to start with the music. So independent, you're still independent, right? Yeah. Empire? Yes. So, all right, can you break that down? Like, how, what does that mean to be an independent artist? Like, do they just distribute your music and you have to take care of, like, touring and marketing and all that? Or is it like a 50-50 type? It depends venture? on what type of independent situation you're in. There's a few types. Um, so, Empire is a distribution, like, so they give you distribution. They probably give you numbers from anywhere from 1585 split to 2085 split, whatever you can agree. And their job is to make sure your music is put up on all platforms and they monetize the, the, the music so you can get paid um, every month. And if you can make $300 worth of music or sell $300 worth of music, then you'll get a check minus whatever percentile it is and, and, and up forward. But when an artist catches a buzz with one of these records, uh, you know, Empire's compelled to give you label support. And sometimes your split might go to a 50-50 to you recoup if they put money on radio promo or video promo. Then at that time, they can act as a label for you because you have a record that makes sense for the both of parties to continue with. Or you could just keep it how you want to keep it and just collect your money. And then you can sign to independent labels such as Koch, where the numbers might be a little bit different, but you're still an independent entity depend, depending on how you strike your deal. But Koch is a label, no matter how you look at you it. You set that thing on fire. Yeah. You <laughs> said that. It was... It, people, I, I see what people don't understand is it wasn't setting Koch on fire, per se. It was then setting a the business model on fire. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Because independent. You, had, you had guys, the crew was on Def Jam at the time. And you had the independent thing, and it was kind of like, ah, oh, it's independent. But then it, the way you were doing it. It didn't matter because people wanted to see the diplomats. Exactly. So wherever we wanted to yeah. put the diplomats at, <laughs> yeah, exactly. people were going to go to get whatever exactly. the diplomats were going. And we, I wasn't going to get the money that I thought I should get at a major label. So me and Cam was like, it makes sense to do what some of these South artists we've seen were doing. And we took that model, and, and then that blew the whole thing up for the whole East Coast, especially for New York and all these independent labels that start coming out from all of these major labels who start doing subsidiaries like Red, Sony, and all these type of things. Those are solely because of, of us doing what we did at Koch. You know, a label can't let no money slide. If they see another business model that's working, they have to copy so that they can jump in the game. And this is pretty much what me and Cam did for the East Coast of music. That balling record. <laughs> Different. Nah, it was big Different. record, man. Yeah, it broke a lot of records. Made Koch <laughs> a load of money. Made Koch like $20 million or something like Don't forget that. the remix. It made Koch $20 million? <laughs> Something like that. You know, I ate off of it a little bit. Got a, had a, had a, for independent artists, I was the only independent artist to be able to get a publishing deal at that time, period. Like, they were not giving any independent artists a major publishing deal, and I did my, I had, I, I, I had a big one. <laughs> so, so independent artists, they, they, they still don't have their publishing? Um, it depends if independent artists are smart. I'm not saying they don't have their publishing. Yeah. I'm saying major pub publishing, they don't give out publishing deals to most independent artists. Oh, okay. You have to be of some phenomenal success for them to really think that is worth it. Worth it for them to give you a major publishing deal. 
And then most independent artists don't know how to retrieve the money off their publishing. And then you have different people that know. So, so I would. So I got a whole new publishing model. I don't think I'm a. <laughs> don't don't worry, I, nobody's I don't, listening. Uh, I don't think I want nobody waiting out, outside for me. But, um, in this next in this next few months, I'm going to probably change the game on how to how how publishing the scene and 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 brought and invested okay. in and all type of things. You've been, you've been right a lot, so yeah. I mean, I, it, this is is no. I'm not wrong. I mean, I'm going to show artists how to get paid insta, inst, instantaneously on their publishing as soon as they create records. But, yeah, now that's good because um, remember Brian Leslie, he was saying like how you got to track down for your publishing yeah. and like even overseas, and it's like it's a whole business yeah. just trying to actually get the publishing. Right, because every time your record's getting played. Technically, you should be getting paid from it, but if you got people playing it in Germany and people playing in South Africa, who's the person that's Traction. tracking all? I mean, it's there's people that actually do that. There's people who get paid for that, and then there's people that are actually are vultures for that because they know if publishing doesn't get uh, claimed by a certain amount of time, they can claim it, and then if it don't get claimed after a certain amount of time after they claim it, they could keep it. Wait, the, who, so the the record label or just there's people in general. There's oh, people there's just people like oh, they never claimed who, it. Who's into that? Oh business. wow. That's yeah, crazy. It's, 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 it's freaky. Wow. I don't know how they do it, but certain <laughs> things like that. But I'm not into none of that. What I'm going to do is show artists how to get paid as the teams off a of publishing from the moment they create a record. I'm not going to go into <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever signed to a major? Yeah, I took a bunch of money from Sony. That was after balling. Mm -hmm. How'd that work out? Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an awkward situation. They, um, they were in the midst of doing business with Jay, and they didn't think that it was... Oh, yeah, I had some friction at the time. I mean, it was friction, but they didn't think that it was beneficial yeah. to Sony to have me sign the Sony and Jay doing business with him at the same time. So was he gave me a piece of paper. I was like, yo, to sign this paper, you don't owe us no money, nothing. So that's how much money they got. Everything is pretty much attached right up. They didn't really care at them labels. They're not losing no money. This money's grandfathered in. They just collecting the interest and playing with tax money. So after you left Sony, I guess years down the line, you do reconcile and become part of Rock Nation. Yeah. How, how, what was that process like? Because I actually I ran into you at a, at a Rock Nation event. It was um, uh, downtown, and y'all were talking about the history of of, of the label. Mm -hmm. It was you, Biggs, and Lenny Yes was there, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm I'm actually watching history take place. So how did that relationship get reconciled, and how did you get to Rock Nation? It's mutual friends, my man Vic that I always work out with. So we still have mutual friends that's I'm cool with, and they cool with, and stuff like that. And it's, it's worked in our favor, and, you know. Time, time will tell. I mean, time heals everything, and as you get older, you want to make smarter moves and do things that's 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 worth it. I mean, yeah, we 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 spoke to Fat Joe, and that was a similar thing as a fan watching it. It was like we got to watch some of the guys that we looked up to actually age and grow and mature, mm -hmm. and so it was beautiful to see that. That's why you know what I mean. It, it's just a dope thing because a lot of the times, especially growing up, we lost some of our, our greatest artists because they never got a chance to mature and grow and reconcile with some of their differences. So I think it's beautiful that y'all got the chance to do that. 100% shout out, to, shout out to the whole Rock Nation. Yeah. So, you know what him, him and Fat Joe have in common with me? The first time I saw Fat Joe in person was The Rocker. First time I saw him in person was Kingdom. Mm, He's riding a bicycle. <laughs> Richie Parker was there. It was like real minister society type vibe. Like he was riding a bicycle in Kingdom. That's the first time I ever saw him in person. 100%. Yeah, basketball, Harlem basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. So let's get to this Vant Life Fitness. Um, you know what? I, I'm not sure if you really realize what you, like that, that fitness wave, like, because we used to work at, well, we still do, but yeah. at that time we was working out a lot and 
we was getting our workouts from your page. Like, we would watch your page. Like, yo, he just did this. We got to try this. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> we would come up with a schedule. I still have it on my phone. I'll show you after this. It was the, in case you missed it. In case you did it, I did legs. Yeah. In case you did it, I did legs. And so he was like, what are we going to do today? I'm like, let me see what Jim did. <laughs> like, all right. That nah, was good. It was great. And that's what we I should, do. You should do that more often. I had, I had uh, so much was going on. So I had, um. Your shoulder got twisted. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> what are we going to do? Everything. So yeah. I, I still got a, all the footage in my phone. Like, I still work out at least five times a week. Just editing it and putting it up. But. I did a deal with Dana Pro for VanFit, a company called Dana Pro. Um, from we just be selling everything from bands to equipment to challenges to workouts to fitness to nutrition to anything possible you think of when it comes to fitness. Um, I believe we're doing a soft launch. I believe it's like March eighth, where the uh, website goes up and find out some more information about what we're about to offer and what we're about to bring to the table. Oh, it's coming. Oh, oh yeah, 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 like yeah. like a, like a, what's the thing that we used to do? Insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Insanity. Uh, yeah. Beach body. Beach body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. No no, 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 no. That was a whole different. <laughs> I don't know if we gonna hold full table, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely some great challenges. I got some. I got some dope trainers that's uh, that works with me, and um, we got some dope stuff for the people. Um, you know, I'm heavy on being able to work out in the house without with, with minimal equipment to use. So this is a, what a lot of the challenges are mm-hmm. based on. And at the same time, for those who love to go to the gym, we show you with the yeah. I, I seen the, the one of the towel workouts with the dumbbells. I'm like, I don't know if I could try that yet. <laughs> I, I like Jim when he was had his shoulder hurt because it was like, you know what, I can do that. And then you got healed. I'm like, no, nah, you know, it's one of these pull up games. It's, it's a billion dollar industry. It's there's so many people that need direction when they work out. I say that to say, I'm glad that you're doing that. Cause um, I was I, w- I was thinking like they should have been did this. Cause you, it was like people was literally watching your page, and not just us, like our friends that work out too. Like everybody was like tuning in, like yo, it's really legit workouts. And so it'll ramp back up, and it's one of the reasons I slowed down is because I did I did the deal, and they were building a website and. Want to have all the footage, so then now we upload it on the website, so we can now drive traffic to the website from my social page. When I put up a little workout, then you can go watch the full workout at mm-hmm. the VFS site, and then we'll put those up. App too? Uh, yeah, app, website, everything. When did you get into work? Like, were you always want workout vibe? Or? Yeah, I've been working out for the past twenty some years of my life. You know what I mean, I started, I started really working out when I got with my lady. I was a bit slim, and um. I ain't really want her looking at other niggas. That <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put some weight on. <laughs> so was in Miami. <laughs> yes, no better inspiration than that. But yeah, man. But Vanford, yeah, we are. We definitely got something going, man. Fitness is a part of life. It's, it's a way of life for us. Um, we're not just doing it for the camera or for the money. This is something that we do every day, like an army. Yeah. So Vamp Fit is one thing, but it, Vamp Life is the clothing. Vamp Life is the overall brand. The Vampire brand. Life is the overall brand. And yeah, I have a clothing line uh, called Vampire Life that I did a lot of merch doing things like that. Um, so Vampire Life is pretty much what I've been pushing since I've been doing the Diplomat stuff. And VL is all over the place. Um, it's pretty much the, the, the enterprise of everything that I got under it from the quarantine studios to the coin to everything. That's I want to talk about that, quarantine yeah. studios. What's what's the deal with that? That seems like a good idea. Another good idea. You got a oh. lot of good ideas. Visionary, man. <laughs> sure. um, good ideas is cool with execution is everything. That's, that's the most important part. That's what I've been blessed to do is execute all of these ideas that I came with. Now, quarantine studios is twofold. It's one part is a... Uh, 
It's a platform built on services for artists. Yeah. Artists alike, I mean, for independent artists or established artists or even people who wish to run the services from people such as DJs, rappers. Um, so a PR management? PR, uh, entertainment lawyer, whatever you could think, publishing, um, or you can return your services. And then the flip side is we have a techie part, a platform that we've created and I've figured out how, how to record virtually in real time with no latency and I could add everybody to it and I could record with anybody. And my engineer could be on the moon as long as he has Wi-Fi and I ain't got to do nothing but get in the booth. Like I'm really in the booth and that's for everybody that's on the, on the screen. So, so how does that work? Because the, the typical thing would be studio time. So I'm wondering is Quarantine Studios a subscription service? Well, I do. I, I I can't talk about my partner. That's uh, that, the partners that we have that's actually building it, uh, building it out. But I can tell you this is probably one of the biggest forms of movement in the whole space of the world right now, and it's definitely puts a smile on my face. But all these things you're talking about are all going to are all going to be built in. Um, from clouds and engines in the sky where we don't have to actually use the space on your computer and you still could get the full capability of the studio we have to. It's all these type of things. Um, we don't have to go deep into that. I don't want people to feel like I'm too much of a nerd. <laughs> gotta, keep my, gotta keep my gangster going, you heard? Yeah, we don't. We at, don't all time, at all times. But <laughs> yes, we have people that's building out the whole platform and just wanna make it very convenient for people. And this is pretty much natural progression, like from beepers to iPhones and in, in the wave of where the whole record industry is gonna have to go from the looks of things and everything being closed down and everybody had to switch over to doing everything virtually. This is one-stop shopping. I mean, you got executives that could be in Cali and now look at an artist that's in the studio in Miami and watch him record. And if he likes him, you can actually sign the artist without leaving the screen. You can send a link, put the lawyer on there, and the lawyer pop up. Nobody leaves the screen until the deal is done. Shit like that. And I'm going to have the auto sign built in. So it would be one click of a button, and you could just sign directly digitally, and your career is set. This type of shit is different. So <laughs> I'm not going to keep getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is great. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about all the all the, the tech that's involved. So it's like, not that you're a nerd, but it's like, I mean, it's I, a, I'm glad that people get to hear you talk about this because it's like, yeah, you're nah, talking about you got No, you got it. No, you got to speak about it yeah. because it's like, at the end of the day, it's all about education. Yes. And it's like, if people aren't properly educated, they keep making the same mistakes mm -hmm. and they keep getting like mad at their record label because they're getting taken advantage of because they're not being educated. So it's like, at the end of the day, this is why I think our platform is so successful now because it's like, yeah, I mean, education is the new cool. No, of course. It's cool, I mean, it's cool to be educated. Life, for the life of me, anywhere I go, I'm, 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 I'm only there to gain knowledge and give knowledge. You heard? Because I don't know it all. Yeah. But I can learn it all. That's it. That's it. It's a bar. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know, with so many artists, I feel like, coming up, how are they going to... And I want to get your, your, your perspective on this. Like, how has... What do you think the direction of music is now? Like, do you think major labels at some point will be... Non-existent, or will they always be there? Like, what's your what's your thoughts major on labels this? are always going to be there as much as the artists like to say fuck the major label and all that. That's a, one of the biggest banks you ever could do business with. At some point, you will want to match a dollar, if you, even if you're a self-contained record label that's doing a hundred million dollars. If the record label say we're going to put two hundred on top of that hundred, you be making what you going to do? <laughs> Why would you not do it at that point? Mm -hmm. 
This that's money is non-recoupable. You ain't got to pay back shit once they put it in your bank account. They hope that you sell enough records to make some of this shit back. Mm. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want the labels to go anywhere. I need I need one. <laughs> I need one of the match-offs and things like that. But for most artists, I understand what they mean by fuck the labels. They come into the game thinking that the labels is here to jerk them, and that's so stupid because you're only going to jerk yourself. You know the rules, man. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. So you better hope you can negotiate what you deserve. And that's just that. Um, it's like when people come in the game and they give up 50% of everything and then mm. five years later when learning the game, they riffing and ran on, on the social media. Fuck this nigga. <laughs> but this is what you agreed to when you first came in. Yeah. You dig? And there's a way smarter way to go about things than getting on the gram and saying fuck this nigga because that ain't going to get you your money back. You got to be sound and you got to be smart out here. And the industry is one of the illest games ever because so many niggas I've seen get robbed and that's all they do is complain about, but actually do nothing to actually get their money back. Yeah. So, but is it? And we are, we have this discussion all the time. We talk about the music business, but is it really a business? Like, the things that you learned, you had to go through to actually physically get that lesson, right? There was no book, right? So, like, is it really a business? It's definitely a business. It's one of the biggest business moving liquid out here. It is no bigger than than the music business. But the thing about that. It's no different than the crypto space. You can create your own rules within this music business. Mm. The more you gain success and the more you become an influencer, the more they let you do what the fuck you want to do. And if you're smart enough, you're building a blueprint that people are going to follow that makes you make a dollar. That's why the game is so ill. Of course it's a business. You dig? Now, does the business have a heart? Hell no. The build of this business is built on discouragement. Period. You heard? You got to be strong-minded to make a dollar in the midst of this music industry. That's why there's only a few of them that's making that type of dollar. I think what you were talking about, Chris Guy, you were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't that he said it wasn't a business. He was saying that it's not run like a business. Where no. it's like, you can just become an executive just because you know somebody. Like, but, but, but what really, what, 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 what constitutes us saying this is how a business is ran? If it makes money. If I run my business from the house smoking weed and I'm making more money than the way you run your business, then whose business model is better? That's true. 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 It's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's fair. Fair point. Good point. Yeah, like you could go to work wearing a full suit and I could go to work wearing a t-shirt and still make more money than you. Or you can wear hoodies. Whatever. That's, that's what. It's <laughs> like the same that's difference. So yeah, it all depends on the eye of the beholder and how people, what people consider business. At the end of the day, business is about the dollar you make, right? Mm, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm listening to you talk now. I'm like, this guy is a professor. Is part of the, the quarantine studio, is there an education component where you're teaching these things? These things, yes. There's going to be education components on many things on quarantine studio, starting from engineering, because now it's not just being in the studio. You have to learn how to engineer virtually. So mm -hmm. I got a whole engineering school for people, for engineers that want to come on and learn how to be engineers. Because pretty soon this space, I'm going to have to have thousands of engineers to occupy the space of all the studio sessions that these kids are going to start doing virtually. Yeah. So I have to train all these and, and even train the kids for where they could just do it in their house on their own instead of going on and getting paid for an engineer. And then, like I said, the program, the, the music program, I would like to put it back up and do that through Quarantine Studios. Um, everybody that we have working on there from, from Mel, she does, uh, she just does like tutorials for Lawyers that come under her and oh. that we can use on quarantine studios or 
uh, Chanel, who's my head publicist, is over there. She does the same thing. So it's like, and right now we're at the beginning stages. So we're more of the trying to acquire people to help run this machine mm -hmm. and, as opposed to giving lessons and things like that. And then once we have every every man on the ship that we need to make this bitch cruise, and then we'll start giving the lessons that need to be gave. Your, your, son, your son's doing engineering, right? You was teaching him about yeah, that? Yeah, uh, when, when I first bought the rig, uh, my son is real dope at computers, and I pretty much know he could do anything if it if it's, has involvement with a computer. I'm like, I need you to learn how to engineer while I set this shit up. So I got uh, um, Google, Jay's, uh, Jay's um, go-to yeah. guy yeah, yeah, um, yeah. to help uh, Sunny Digital. A um, few people actually got on and showed him a couple of tricks, and he, he, he learned it like that. So that's a skill that he has with him when he go to college. Technology. They brought me iPads. They brought me... I'm using... This is it, man. He's, he's a tech guy. I use... Yellow pad. Nah, I use, uh, I use paper too. I, 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 I can't. So everything that I do, I have to write out, except for music. I don't use a pen with music. But everything I do, I have to write out because the way my brain is running. So I have to kind of see it. So I got big pads and shit like that. But I can't do that shit on the computer. <laughs> exactly. But I can do, I can do everything on here and shit like that. But I can't. I'm never going to go to the notes. Like, I'm never going to pop up a notes. Like, no, I need to go in my house and that shit. Boom, 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 boom. Like, I'm, not, like, I'm a little bit old school with that shit. That's a fact. But I'm hella, I'm, I'm, I like gadgets, though. I got yeah. all the gadgets, but I just can't. That's all. I'll be writing my notes and get me organized. Yeah, it's old school. It's not, it's not nah, like you know, it, man. I, and I told him, I'm like, I just told him the story. I'm like, I got this dude, the iPad. I, didn't even, I haven't seen it. But what happened was we kept we kept doing the pads, and then my brother was like, "Y'all gotta have some uniformity. Like, you got a yellow pad, he got a white pad. So, like, and then I kept losing pads. But this is now, now this is money. This, this is this pad is an NFT now. NFT. We gonna get. We gonna sell this pad for a whole NFT, and I want some money. <laughs> we gonna sell the picture of this pad and on. every picture on this pad, and we are gonna sell this shit as your NFT, and you are gonna make a shitload of money. Speaking about NFTs. <laughs> Let's talk about NF. So we interviewed. Uh, well, who the f 19. We got to reference 19 keys. Shout, Shout out to my guy. Shout out to 19 keys. That's my boy. I yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. That's all Smart, smart gentleman. Yeah, I like how, I like how he really. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. So we was in Miami. He was the first person to put us up on um, NFTs. Then we interviewed Mark Cuban. Yep. Mark Cuban, heavy on NFTs. And he was making money. He made $90,000 in 30, in 30 22 minutes. minutes. 22 minutes. So don't cheat him. Then we interviewed Gary Vee. And he said that's all he's focused on right now is NFTs. So it's been coming in a wave right now. So how'd you get introduced to NFTs? Uh, my man Noel, he owns a um, platform called Zap Theory. Oh, okay. They've been helping me out a lot when it came to all this crypto and techie stuff. And I've learned so much from them. So maybe about seven months ago, they was like, we got this new thing, NFT. And they was explaining to me. And like, so it was pretty much like, like a digital baseball card, pretty much. They're like... Yeah, pretty much. They like shit. Take a picture of something and give it to us. I took a picture of my chain. <coughs> Part of me texted to him. Next day, he was like, "Well, somebody just brought it for a thousand dollars." I'm like, "Fuck you, mean somebody brought a picture I just texted you for a thousand dollars? The shit is a, a the shit don't is what the fuck? Like, well, shit. They like that's it. And then it was like, wow. And then to see, you know, as Ethereum goes up, your money goes up and shit like that. So. They brought it for a thousand dollars. Um, now it's at like four thousand dollars up and down because Ethereum been going up yeah. and going down and things yeah. like that. But that's the, pretty much how a, a NFT works. And, yeah. and you got the commission, you got the commission on it. 
No, it's mine's. Okay. You did? Yeah, yeah. But now, that person that brought it, every time he sells it, right. you I get, get a commission. For the life of the whole NFT. Yeah, so yeah. if it gets tossed around a million times, exactly. I get a commission every a million time. Times. That's yeah. the illest part. Yeah. Did That's you set the, the rate? Part. You know the rate that you set? Because it, Mark, when, when he was spelling, explaining to us, the first time he did, he did 10%. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's like a 10%, a 10% he, he kept, rate. He, he went up to 50. 50. He, like, he just kept raising it. Like, <laughs> like why not? Fuck it. It, it depends. Like, what, what I just told you, the more you are successful, the more you have influence, the more you can do what the fuck you want to do. Right, well, that's and that's that is what Mark Cuban is doing. <laughs> like, he's a billionaire. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. He could keep 50% if he want. I don't give a fuck. I'm in business with Mark Cuban. That's, that's what the average fact. person is thinking about. I'm half and half of Mark Cuban. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking to myself, how many are you having these conversations with? Like when you go out and you in Harlem and you are you kicking with your homies, are these conversations that y'all are having, or everybody's like, I ain't trying to hear that. Um, no, these are conversations that I'm having with a lot of my people. Like, That's dope. I'm in a group chat now with um, Charles the Breezy, Chris Breezy's my dude. I was just had a, we was all in a group chat earlier today with a bunch of. Dope people from the crypto space. Uh, shouts to Wilson Chandler. Shouts to my man Slow Bucks. Um, it's pretty much. That's the way. It's the wave right now. Yeah. Like it's not. That's why I said me, when you see Meek Mill, that's all he's talking about right now. It's crypto. When and you this, see, and this is why I made the coin because I was. You know, I've been in the space for a minute, and then it became like you know every time hip hop grabs something, it's like the end thing to do. Like yeah. everybody, everybody got to have a human link. So now you dig when you see the lit niggas start talking about some shit and everybody start talking about some shit and I'm just watching like, this shit too easy. I'm like, man, man, make me a coin now. I said, people keep talking about all the shit they doing. Club, club pop, whatever the shit is called. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> they all on there. I've been on there a couple times. They all on there talking about this shit and everybody's just talking about this shit. I'm like, Pone, get the, get, man, tell, I need a coin now. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I don't like talking too much. I don't like talking to people too much, especially stupid people. I'm like, you know what? I need the coin. I'm not into investing in stocks. I don't know how to invest in stocks. And I was telling this to somebody the other day, but I know how to create a stock so that you can invest in. And here we go. Now I have the capital coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's, what's the science behind that? Well, I plan to build... I start with my own ecosystem within the culture using this social currency, meaning as the closest things that surround me even with business, like GBNY is a sneaker store that I'm fully vested in. Absolutely. So now with the capital coin, in the future, you'll be able to use the capital coin to buy sneakers at GBNY and so forth and so like other companies like... Uh, what's my dudes in Brooklyn that got that, that got the store, the uh, the drip store, uh, the brothers? Oh, fuck, I forgot. But just like that, like just using everything around me to kind of push the capital coin and create a buzz and have people dive into it and things like that. I mean, for what it's worth, they say it's going to be no more paper in a minute and everything is going to be digital. So at that point, where we stand as the culture is we're the power. So you have people like Elon Musk, who can say whatever he wants, and these rappers think that he's fucking God. Oh, oh, but what they're not, you know, what they're not realizing is that he's using the power of our culture to fuel yeah. his whatever yeah. he thinks about whenever he needs it, because he knows who has the power. Mm-hmm. It's the culture. Anything we grab hold of, nine times out of ten, is going to be successful and prosperous. But our people always tricked to thinking that somebody like Elon Musk is the gatekeeper when it's not, when we're the gatekeepers. 
You know what I mean? So I created Capricorn in hopes that our culture understands the power of that coin and not saying I'm the only one that has a coin. Like, shout out to Little Yachty, shout out to Little Pump, shout out yeah. to Acorn, but everybody has their own way of how they're doing it. Like, some people just solely relying on their success mm -hmm. for that coin to make money for Yeah, I'm hot, so that's okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm using my coin as real social currency so that we kind of have our own dollars that we can spend the same places that. Uh, Bitcoin is going to be spent the same places that what is Mark Cuban said now you can use Doge to buy tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you understand? Oh, you're like, on it. You're yeah, on it. You're on it. Like, you're I'm, on it. In, I'm in the space, so I understand what's going on. Yeah, so I want to be yeah, able to yeah. use Capital Coin to get Mavericks tickets too. Like you did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we the culture, and we have so many things that we could use in Avenues. Like we have black people that listen to rap to own dentists. We have black people to listen to rap that are doctors. We have. Yeah, you that's a fact. I mean, it's a whole culture. Yeah. And bigger than just even black people, just I feel like hip-hop culture influences the whole entire world. But we don't support ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did? Yeah. We're going to buy the Balenciaga and somebody black to make the same thing with the same quality, even illa drip, and we're still going to buy the Balenciaga. Yeah, and I saw that you, you, you made it a, a very concerted effort to make sure that you highlighted black businesses. I, all was, the time. I thought it, I thought it was dope I, for the entire and month. I'm saying like, yeah. I, like I'm on some Kuta Kente shit. Like I don't yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. no, nigga. I rock if all you got, shit. Yeah, you I got drip, you. drip is drip. The shit to is me. fly. I'm gonna put it on. And it was fire. With the Dior, I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> with the is, I'm going. You dig it? Now it's part of the fit. It's, it's drip. You dig? The like drip report. The drip report. Period. Who really in charge? Please tell me who's really in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Shout out to Rebo, man. That's it. Did you trademark the foot tap? Yes. I knew you did. I knew you did. Foot tap is legendary. I saw, uh, and shout out to everybody in Texas, but when they had the snow, it was nothing but the foot taps. And I'm like, yo, no, Jim's foot tap. got the taps. Foot taps every, like, foot tap oh, is just, every week, that shit goes crazy. It's funny, man. We, they, we actually run third season on that show. Next week, we start the third season. So shout out to Diddy. Shout out to everybody at Revo. So shout out to Detavio. It's my guy. So it, it, it started as... I mean, I was watching you on Instagram doing it, and then they saw it, and it caught. So it's an actual show that I'm, every Friday. It's a weekend show. It's weekend a weekend show. It's a weekend weather show every Friday, so you could watch it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It repeats, and then it's on YouTube. Um, shit like can that. I keep it real with you? What's up? My wife gonna kill me. It was cold this morning, and when she she put on them Uggs, I said. Now we're doing this. You're going to kill me. I hope you're here. I said, you can't go outside. Somebody's going to see you. And you always talk about us. Baby girl. I said, somebody's going to see you. But being in show, you got me thinking. I'm like, yo, somebody's going to see you. You're like, your baby girl. Baby girl, your Jerry girl. Nah, but nah. She took them off. You got to think twice. Yeah, she took them off. She took them off. Nah, it's just. Appreciate that. No, thank you. Trip responsibly. Trip responsibly. I like that. That's the next report. 100%. <laughs> Baby girl, watch that Jerry curl. For real. <laughs> Do none of that wet sauce, none of that gelling, none of that. It's nasty out here. Yes. If you got them olives on, you're going to slide down the street. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> slide like you in the bowling alley, boy. You better chill out. Uh, not with the crypto. So it's integrated vertically because I know you said that also you could use it for the quarantine studios too, right? Yeah. So so right now to, um, to actually acquire crypto, we acquired a capital coin. What we've been doing is... Um, Every Monday, I have uh, like these um, launch parties where we talk about crypto and people that people ask me questions. Like on Zoom? Um, no, actually on the Zap Life space. Oh, okay. And they have a space that's like an entertainment space similar to Zoom where multiple people can come on and we talk back and forth about 
Capricorn, what it means, what I'm trying to do with it. People ask me questions, and then you know, there's packages that people could to buy to acquire the coin instantaneously during that uh, event. And then right now, if you have uh, Ethereum, you could actually go and purchase the Capricorn straight with the Ethereum. And then in the future, in the near future, you'll be able to purchase the Capricorn with your credit card. Mm. Mm. So Zap Theory is the only place you can get it. Yeah, it's right on the Zap Theory platform, but okay. it's, a, it's on Ethereum base. So it's, yeah, it's, and it's at, currently at a, a cent right now, which I'm pretty hyped for because a cent is a cent, a penny is yeah, a penny. We, we've, we've seen a lot of these. Some some of these coins less than a penny. Yeah, like so zero zero zero, zero point zero zero, zero, zero yeah, a tenth yeah, of a penny. We had a, we had a penny, and I, I want to say I sold through these events maybe like forty thousand dollars in capital coins so far. So I'm just trying to keep it organically. For right now, and just getting people involved and letting them understand what I'm trying to do, and you know, I got a lot of fans. I got my own little ecosystem yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So cultural you know. icon. Yeah, that's a fact. Cultural icon. I'm, and I'm thinking like now, like if you can start integrating it into some of these larger platforms, a like Gemini or a, a Kraken or even a so. Coinbase what we plan on doing is at least at least selling more than half of the coins before we actually. Start to get involved with mm. these other platforms. You got to circulate. So how many? How many in supply? Uh, <laughs> you know that's the next question. Hundred million. Hundred million. Hundred million. Is like, he's really in the space. This is, this is a functioning coin. Yeah, yeah, nah, I yeah, believe yeah. in it. I'm gonna get some. Please, please, capital coin. Please, capital coin. coin. Please do. On Monday we got the next seminar, so you know, get your tap in. I make sure poem get your tapped in, so you could just come on. I would love for y'all to speak. Okay. There's people just asking questions in general and things like that, and. Not the smartest person. I know a lot about nothing, so I kind of <laughs> could finesse my way through some things. You know what I mean? So, so uh, this, let's talk about the sneaker sneaker store. Um, how'd you get involved in that? GBs? Yeah. Personal friends, little bucks. Okay. Twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, introduced me to G's. She's at the Coliseum. Um, Indian kid, uh, they seeks um, young kid. Just loved his energy, and our relationship grew into a brotherhood. And been helping him and his family with the sneaker stores for the, for the whole time. So you know, when it comes to that. I'm very vested into in, in, in that whole sneaker industry. Definitely, definitely. We and that's another thing. I think Fat Joe is a different level. Mm -hmm. But I, I would I would challenge anybody against your your sneaker collection. It's different. I, I I watched when you went through the boxes. I'm like, you just gonna throw those like it's nothing. Like, see, it's, it's, I mean, I don't really care about sneakers, even though I love sneakers. At that point. <laughs> yeah. I'm you like throwing them like. Ugh. I, I I I like to wear new sneakers every time I come outside. That's always been my thing since a youngster. Just watching my uncles coming up, hustling and staying fly. So sneakers is always like a pet peeve to me. But the best thing about it is that I don't really give a fuck about them at all. Period. Like, <laughs> City girl here, like with a T, with a T, man. They cool, they just sneakers. That's it. That's a fact. Let me ask you this: So, how did you? Who gave you the business acumen? Like, as far as like the business structure, like how did you learn all this stuff? Like, you you know, you got the crypto, you got all of this different stuff. Who did you follow? Like, who was your mentor? Who was the people that actually? You said, okay, this is how you move. This is how you get a company. Or did you just learn it on your own? Mistakes. Mistakes is my mentor. That wall I kept crashing into. You dig? The game is to be sold, not told, so these people don't tell you shit. And their advice don't be worth a shit, neither. You heard it's hard to take advice from a nigga that never knew where you're going and never been to any place that you've been to. You dig? So a lot of the lessons I've learned was by making terrible mistakes or making wrong decisions and 
with all that knowledge from learning, learning from my mistakes is what got me here. Plus, I'm pretty good with common sense. You dig? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people lack common sense. They think they have it, but they really lack it. Common sense, yeah. not common. Yeah. For real. That's a fact. Can, can we talk mean? about this moment in history? Um, and I know it was one of the biggest stories that you posted early on before we even had Ring Elysia. Oh, yeah. And that was the, the infamous Supreme story. Oh. About your impact on Supreme, and I don't—I mean, I don't know if there was compensation, but y'all definitely were. The, I mean, for me, it was the first that I had ever seen it, and just took it to the, a fo- the photo height. shoot. Him and Santana. Yeah. Him and Santana, and I saw you posted the other day for his birthday, like yo, they owe us, and it was like, oh my gosh! But it's not just Supreme. I feel like even Chrome Hearts. Like I saw you guys start that, when and then Little Wayne took it. I know it was it. <laughs> I mean, but none of that shit, Derek, none of that shit really means anything to me. Who am, who am I to be like, tell the person, oh, you owe me because I wore your shit and I'm just a fly nigga like that. You know what I mean? Like, Chrome Harson asked me to come in his store and, mm-hmm. and buy none of that expensive shit. I, I came in there because I was on my rock and roll shit and I like to get fly. Yeah. Same like Supreme. They had a bag. They paid us a bag. They did their job. Y'all want to take a picture for us here? Who the fuck with Supreme was? I got that money and bust the move out of there. You see, my hair was nappy. Shit, we didn't give a fuck. Niggas <laughs> called us on the phone. They gave us a T-shirt and a hat. They like, just take a picture like that. Cool. With a bag at. We out. So they did the and they did the end of the deal. Me, I just like talking shit because I know the type of influence that we did give them. That's I know what we did push them to, and that's another thing with the culture. Like what I'm saying is, just like we push Supreme, we have yet to really push ourselves to those type to that type of level. Yeah. I, I, I won't say that. Like we definitely. We definitely pushed Virgil. Yes. We pushed yes. Virgil to the top of yes. the format when it comes to the That's drip. a fact. I would say he's one of the black people that we did support when it came. He's kind of he's he's kind of like removed himself from that culture though. Like it's which know, culture? But it's still black. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. But like even like Christian Louboutin, the guy's black. He is black. Is he? Yeah. You wouldn't I've know seen that. Him. I've he, seen him a few times. He's from, he's from France. He's yeah. black. Okay. But it's not like considered urban. You know what I'm saying? I think Virgil's on he's he's on that line of urban. What is considered urban, boys? We didn't we didn't we didn't go to the gap back in the eighties because it was urban. No, I'm saying, like, uh, you know when um Rockaware. Yeah, but I know, but you're not listening to me. Rockaware made money off off of, off of creating the look that they thought hip hop looked at. We didn't wear that shit. I never wore a rock or wear at all because that's not, I'm not from the middle of the country. I'm from New York. <laughs> I'm going to buy the shit that rock or wear was emulating. You heard? I'm going to buy the real Averex. <laughs> going to go buy the real Parasuco jeans. I'm going to go buy the Aniche, the Aniche sweatsuit, the velour joint. I'm going to buy, go buy the real elements that make me fresh. What Rockaway was doing was feeding the middle of America, and they got rich off that shit. Yeah. You know what was the number one clothing line for a long time? Paco. You know why? Because Paco was built making everything that hip-hop was making. Paco jerseys, Paco. And they were the number one clothing line for years and years and years. I had Paco jeans. You heard? I never had Paco jeans. I had, my dad was doing credit. So let's not get caught up in this street wearing yeah. urban shit because we never dressed urban in our life. We never went to know. It was no urban stores. What, what urban stores it was back in the day? It was Nordica. We went up in the Naughty shop. That was on Amsterdam. We brought all the Naughty sweaters with the double pocket and the zip. What happened? That was when Gap had the, the Gap classic shit. What happened? We didn't go in no urban store. Polo, always been Polo. Tommy Hilfiger, always been Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm. Which one, which which urban store did they have exactly back in the day that you're talking about? Well, FUBU was a, a billion dollar FUBU is, is, is a knockoff. It's is the first rock aware. 
Yeah, but you can't you can't deny that cultural influence though. They didn't have no cultural influence. Was, how what who who wore that in my neighborhood? Nobody wore food in my neighborhood. <laughs> no, but I'm just, Y'all got this fucked up. Let's remember what these things are. <laughs> they were smart enough to make money off the hip hop culture because they were part of the hip hop culture. Yeah. We're going to create a, a clothing line that looks like hip hop, so all the white people in middle America can make us rich. Niggas didn't wear FUBU. Tupac wore FUBU because he got a check. <laughs> These LL. artists were fool. LL, oh, LL got the biggest check. That's what I'm saying. Let's not forget this. Niggas didn't win no fucking in the gap, fubu. In the gap. And no disrespect to Fubu, because that nigga is a genius. They made shout, a shout, lot shout, of money. Shout, shout out to David Shaw. But I didn't wear Fubu. I don't give a fuck how much money it made. You wore Sean Didn't wear no Sean John. Didn't wear no nothing. Nothing. Why? I'm going to go get the real Velour shit. Now, the Sean John joint was fly. Sean John wasn't the Velour. What was the first Velour you rocked? All right, then. It wasn't Sean John. So let's get to let's get to what we're doing. Like, let's not forget what Sean John and all these clothing lines were created to make money off the hip hop culture. We didn't go to no stores when it was Sean. Nick, we, what? <laughs> Nigga, it was Mark Buchanan, Ooh. Pele Pele's, Soda Clubs, Butter Soft. Like, we, it Pele. wasn't no fucking urban nothing. Puffy and them was from that era. They took that era and made it into Sanjay John. They took that era, made it into Rockaway. They took that era and made it into Fubu because the white people love hip hop so much they was gonna buy all those clothes. Period. Down south was heavy Fubu. Yeah, yeah down from south and them shit, but the the fat albums. <laughs> okay. <laughs> When was, that was these a mockery. That was when, a mockery. Did, when did this when did this start? In 96? Yeah, 97? yeah, mid 90s. It started yeah, going crazy. Yeah, you did? Everybody yeah, had a clothing line at that point. That shit wasn't out in 94 when we was in high school. Nigga <laughs> Iceberg. Iceberg. Moschino. Cool G. What you talking about? What urban is you talking about? What's up? Hobo jackets, the dude Hobain that made those jackets. Which urban are y'all talking about when we was younger buying clothes? Where? Tell me, just name them for me. Well, we did name them in the <laughs> Because those are emulations of what we were buying. So why would I buy the shit that I'm going to buy the real thing and look drippy in? So then let's spin it back to Virgil now. He's And Virgil's doing the same thing. When he does the street wheel look and all, he's bringing it all back 360. It's just a little bit more drippy and it looks fly. I like it. What happened? He's doing the same thing. Now he's wearing, making big baggy jeans and shit like that. That's back to this whole true religion and all that type of era when the shit's covered the boots. He did the CNN album with yeah. him and uh, Drake when they had the... Once um, again, when you have the influence and the success, they mm-hmm. let you do what the fuck you want to do because you're the leader. And once you're the leader, people are going to follow. I forgot true religion. Y'all played a part in that too. I made true religion. I didn't play a part in that. I made true religion until they told me that they was only going to sell me free jeans and not a check. And that was when true religion was over. Remember that. Culture icon. Jimmy, I'm going to get you a five. Two chains couldn't save two, two religion when I said it was over for true religions. <laughs> Remember that. And this whole shit was built on true religion. It's a dub. We ain't wearing that no more. Titty they ain't boy. fucking with us. The same way Jay was like, oh, Cristal, oh, W. You heard? When they told, when they wrote me that letter, we don't do that. You, we send you some free jeans. Oh, you got me fucked up. Well, guess what? You ain't gonna do no more. <laughs> you ain't gonna be part of hip hop no more. True Lynches is out of here. Sell them in Macy's. It's fact. Yeah. It's fact. The only thing I buy at Macy's is underwear. You heard? Polo tees. Shit like that. <laughs> and the the polo section. You definitely go to Macy's to get a polo fit. Honey, they got the real polo section there. You definitely could always go to Macy's for a good polo fit. 
But don't be start wandering around to all these like <laughs> I catch you with Macy's and you I catch you with an American old, rag. You in <laughs> trouble. Do something slick. Like, boy, boy wasn't that polo, right? Like that was <laughs> we, we caught you in the Levi's section. Shit is crazy, Jack. You heard? <laughs> Send your stylus in there for that, man. He'll figure jacket. You get a figure jacket. Yeah, he'll figure jacket. It's gotta be spicy though. You can't just really. Yeah, not just. It's been a minute. It's been a yeah. minute. No, he'll figure always has good jackets. We can't. We're not gonna do that. It gotta be spicy though. Yeah, spicy. He's <laughs> 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 yeah, spicy. <laughs> oh man. So let's. Uh, <laughs> we got way so far. Off track. I don't know where the fuck we just went. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's really in charge? What the fuck is in this, really? <laughs> a finer. <laughs> a finer energy change. Shout out to Jerry Rice, man. Jerry Rice, the greatest football player of all time. I said that, bro. The greatest? I said he's the greatest. I, w- I can't argue with you on football. I got a few football players I like. But Let's talk I'm football, not, though. I know we can't, I'm not really the biggest football fan. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like when the Giants won it the last time when Ballin was out, then before that when man Sims won, won it like in 86. Phil Sims? Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, but that's one of my personal friends right there. Oh, you know Phil Sims? Yeah, shouts to Sims, shouts to his sons, all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 88? 86. 86 and 90. Mm-hmm. They beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. But you, you're part owner of the Richmond Rough, Ride, uh, Rough Riders. Yeah, I, I, I was. How did, how did that come about? Um, you just being... I'm trying to do fuck, something. Fuck it. I, see, all right, so here's, so here's how I think. I got a chance to perform at a Super Bowl at the, what they call them shit, them teams? Um, okay. Arena Football. Okay, we, yeah. we went there and we performed. <laughs> I'm in there. That shit is crowded. I'm like, damn, it's like 10,000 people in here. What the fuck going on for this? I'm like, yo, Paul, what's up with this shit? Tell them niggas we want in. I don't want no fucking money. Tell them, keep that money in. I want ownership in this shit. Like, yeah. So... My thing is, now these stadiums could, could, could make half a million dollars a day just on tickets alone on a Saturday in the daytime when rappers just waking up. So in my mind, I'm like, and I told this to plenty of rappers, I'm like, yo, I could get y'all a team. All the rappers get an arena football team. Then y'all niggas could cake up and come twice a year, do a halftime show, make like $400,000 off the attendance yeah. alone. That ain't got nothing to do with pretzels and, and Sprite. And, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're owner of a real team, and we really could create our own thing when it comes to the culture and now having arena football teams that we... I would love to go see Meek Mill playing Future's team. That shit going to be lit in that stadium. Yeah, so, Especially if they know Meek and them coming to coach and all like, nah, I'm in there. I'm in there. I know halftime going to be dumb. Yeah. So this is the this is how my brain thinks and shit like that. But, you know, everybody, one thing I've learned is that the things that I want to happen is not what you might not want to happen. Yeah, and I yeah. had to learn that a lot in life and shit like that. As brilliant as I may see or the dopest ideas I may see and shit like that, sometimes it's not going to work when it doesn't have to, when it's not me as the principal to push them. I would always tell my homies, but ain't nobody listen. Yeah. Well, everybody doesn't see the vision. That's it. That's it. That would be dope. Now I'm listening to you saying, I'm like, yeah, why couldn't they do that? They, like, people going to Arena football is big. And they have, like, a, they have their own Super Bowl situation. It's a subculture. You add, and you the add sauce that, yeah. to it? Yeah. Now niggas is getting lit. Niggas is getting fresh. They, the, the roses is pulling up. Nigga. It's you know, now something to do on a Saturday because niggas ain't got nothing to do anywhere. You know, Saturday. you know what would be a really good idea is um summer league tournament, like basketball. Like you know how Ice Cube got the three on three, yeah. but like a summer league in the park with each rapper having their own. I think team. they actually have a. I think they have have a, like a league right now, like that. Yeah, a they rapper, revolt or oh, rappers league. Yeah, yeah. Crewly, Crewly. Yeah, <laughs> but they actually play. No, no, I ain't watching. But they actually <laughs> they terrible. 
It's like eight foot rims. No, oh, no. it's legit rims. Nah, I saw Swali. If it go eight Swally. foot rims, I'm I'm in. <laughs> Yo, Swali. I'm saying. <laughs> like eight that. foot rims. <laughs> nah, nah, that's crazy. Go Two chains in the league. Actually, he's actually in the league. Yeah, two yeah. chains know how to play. Yeah, he, he can ball. But I, they, I actually, saw like thirty five on two chains at the at the at the um at the uh the Dipset TRU game a few years back. They won by like three points. You said you scored thirty five. Yeah, that's two chains. I went crazy on them in the second half. <laughs> you looking like, you sure? <laughs> I went crazy on them in the second half. Me and my man Don Nitty, Don Nitty got in the game and went wild with me. I said, oh, yeah, we turn it up. <laughs> hey, hi, oh, yeah. I'm from Harlem, boy. You know how to get busy. Yeah. <laughs> we start clapping with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Time to go. Oh, we missed that this summer. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully Dyke will open back up this mm-hmm. summer. So, uh, Saucy Extracts. Right. What's your involvement? Saucy Extract has roughly been around going on, I want to say, going on five years. Okay. Um, it took about two years and some change to get all the legal stuff done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we've been in operation for about two and a half years where we're actually in like upwards of 200 stores, you know, 200 dispensaries in California. And then we're legal with California and in Oregon. So you're the owner, you're the co-owner or the owner yeah, of the partner? Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not an ambassador. The only way. But I got some dope ass partners. Shout out to my man Alex Paulie. Uh, if you go on the site, it's all you. Something like this must be his. No, no, it's, it's a part. It's a part yeah. of shit. But I'm I'm grateful to be a partner in something such as such as this uh this business. Very lucrative. So we were talking to Al Harrington, um, and he was he was putting us up on game. Um, obviously, he's huge in the space, and he was saying how tough it is. To get, it's like one percent of ownership is black in the marijuana business, and um, it's all kinds of like loopholes. Like in New York, I think you got to have like a farming license for twenty five 20 years. years. Something yeah. it's, it's just crazy. Twenty five million dollars of capital. So, how was your experience like getting up and running in the marijuana business? Was I, mean, I was blessed. I didn't have to do nothing but be who I am. Dig, mm. I'm, I'm an opinion leader in this game when it comes to smoking weed, and that's been like that for years. You got the Weez, Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg. Think about niggas that smoke in New York or the East Coast, you're going to say Jim Jones. And that's that. I've been smoking gas for half my life. You heard? Connoisseur. Exactly. <laughs> you heard? The finer. <laughs> the finer things in life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yo, I told my man, I was like, yeah, uh, we got Jim coming. He was like, yo. That's the actual right now. <laughs> he was like, I'm like, oh, man. This is it right here? That's some saucy right here. He said you better have the Dorito bag. He ain't bringing the Dorito bag. That's so nice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all smoke? Oh, I know some people. All right, well, yeah. you can give this to the people you know. You heard? Tell them that's a gift for me. I know some people. <laughs> appreciate God, it. Appreciate this guy's crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now it's it's interesting though because I put a post up today and I said um, we selling weed went from a felony to an essential business during COVID nineteen, but there's still thousands of people that's locked up in jail. I think it's roughly like something like forty thousand people, some shit like that. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to quote it wrong, but I'm almost sure something around those numbers. Yeah. So I mean, how it, you know you're, you're a black entrepreneur in this space, like you said, you was you you was fortunate. But there's still a lot of people that still can't get in this space, and there's still a lot of people that's locked up for marijuana. And like I said, it's literally an essential business now. Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts on the marijuana industry as far as, like, inclusion? 
Um, for one, we need to free everybody who's locked up on the marijuana ASAP. charge right now. Mm -hmm. ASAP. They need to come home, and I know there's a lot of things that's going on where they've been freeing a lot of people who's still locked up uh, for these bullshit charges at this point. Um, for two, what, what, what the government has been doing, especially in California, they have these equity programs for where they... Uh, the, for some people that's been locked up, they get given the opportunity to come out and start a marijuana business, which is dope. But what they don't tell you is that to start a marijuana business is still a costly thing. So even if you are awarded this equity program, you're still going to need financial backing so that you can open up a store or dispensary so that, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. your, your license is worth something so you make some money on it. But the fact that they started with the equity program to give people who's been convicted of these crimes of marijuana to now, now allow them to do business in the legal marijuana space is dope. They got a couple kinks they need to wrinkle out and things like that, but I think they need to add that to every state that legalizes the sale of marijuana. For starters, I think that's the least they could do. You know what I mean? Besides freeing everybody that's locked up because of the tree. Um, what do you think the few, like... All right, we in quarantine. We still in quarantine, and uh, most musicians make a lot of money off touring. How you feel about the future of touring? Like, cause I think who's who had that virtual concert? Tory Lanez on YouTube. Tory Lanez did one. And then a few people Travis had Scott it. did one. It's a few people. Well, he did it on the video game. That was crazy. A Boogie did one for YouTube. Yeah. What well, you think? You think that's the new wave, or you think some people was like, "There's nothing like in-person experience." They got to get back to that. Pretty much, they build in a space where we can virtually do anything we want, including concerts or whatever ideas we have. And so, exactly. And so, I'm, I'm, we on target. I mean. The back end was the biggest money we can make as an artist. It was the most lucrative money we can make. And yeah. in the midst of the pandemic, we lost that. So there was a lot of artists that's been panicking. And I know that still a lot of artists that are panicking because it still hasn't come back to where we know it to be. Um, this is why Quarantine Studios were created, not out of a panic, but out of a hustler's mind that, listen, I'm not used to not getting no money and I like the lifestyle I like living. So let me figure out how to use my artistry to make a buck. By using my artistry to make a buck and not being selfish with myself, and I mean from selling two bars to 16 bars to anything in between, has made me a substantial amount of money. And from then, I took that model and I invited other artists, DJs, and rappers to help them make the same type of money that I was making from the business model that I chose and things like that. So you got to be creative out here. I mean, shit, because one door closes, what you, that's it? You're going to leave? Fuck that. I'm going to get on a fire escape. I'm going to climb in the window. I'm going to go <laughs> to the back door. Everything got to be, got to be no more options for me to say that I'm quitting or I'm leaving. You dig? There's no way around that. So for artists who feel that they stuck, you got to think outside the box. And if you don't know how to do that, you better figure it out. Fact. Period. And when you want to go to that concert, you're going to use the capital coin. 100%. Big fact. 100%. So now I'm putting out an EP as an NFT. Oh. We just said that. We just said that. And I'm also going to put out an album that you only could buy with the capital coin. Two different things. Breaking news alert. We got to get the EYL NFT. Yeah, yeah. We should take a, yeah. Just to do it. Because I'm thinking when you, when I'm, I was thinking about the Supreme Picture, I'm like, that could be an NFT in itself. Mm -hmm. That that is. Mm -hmm. Remember, we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, the NFT thing is a, yeah, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing, and then that thing will go viral. We got to do ours. Headshots, pose, pose. Just gotta do kind of. It's a space where you can create anything you want. You just gotta be you know what 
people want or yeah. mm-hmm. what people might be into. And or what they like deem that. valuable. Yes. And there's a lot of value in a lot of things that are around you if you have the influence. That's true. That's true. Especially I feel like somebody like Jim, you know, the whole, some people transcend music. And like we have this debate all the time, like who's the biggest group in New York? Um, Dipset. Well, yeah. So we can't say it without. Yeah, that's always in the conversation. Well, yeah. No, I yeah. mean, we want to debate biggest group. Well, well, shall we debate? No, nah, here's here's what I'm going with. Uh, when we talking about group statistically or no, no, no. I'm saying this. I'm Hold saying on, this. let's do it then. Let's do it. We here. All right. <laughs> what we sell a music or lifestyle well, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying exactly, that's what I'm saying exactly. so that's what I'm saying so it's like well, who you want to be like or who you want to listen to which one is more important <laughs> unless the so I'll say this I'll say this because you could be like me and still listen to that other music that's remember true. that I'll, I'll and that's say what this. Dipset was you heard you dressing like Dipset and you was listening to G-Unit there was no way around it well you was, you was listening to, G, um, to Dipset too because at the but time, I, I understand, but what I'm trying to tell you is, yeah, who we who, were. no, 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 I Niggas was, was not dressing like G Unit. No, you you like convinced me. I was there. <laughs> I was when I nah, was some, some dudes was rocking that crazy tank. That joint was they were dubs, <laughs> straight <laughs> dubs. Nah, dudes was rocking. Fly crazy. niggas was not rocking had, that tank. You had that tank going. Nah, 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 that tank was terrible. My, not to say like that shit was dope because they made a shitload of money off it. But I'm saying about no, no, the cultural. That's what I'm saying. They transcend music because it was like at that time I was in prep school. Florida, and um, when that album came out, and uh, that was the same time when 50 um, first came out, so there's no denying 50's influence as far as music, mm-hmm. and his influence in rap, but the yeah. movement of Dipset different. transcended music. It was different. It was like, even to this day, people still dress up as them for Halloween every year. Um, it's one of these things where it just became a cultural you know what I'm saying? It's different. No, nah, it's different. It's yeah. bigger. Like even like obviously, you know, hometown heroes. Shout out to Styles and Kiss. Musically, I don't think anybody's really nobody. Jada Kiss is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Fact, hands yeah. down. Fact. Hands down. But I mean, cultural influence. Different. Not really the yeah. same. Yeah. No disrespect. It's just not the same. So I say that to say, the NFT thing. Like they got a bunch of stuff where I feel like, like. Santana's bandana thing. Like, that's a pink, NFT. Pink, like, you know what I'm pink, saying? Pink. The pink thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's so much stuff. The chains. And we was wearing the chains on the jeans. There's so much stuff that I feel like are, like, memorabilia. Cultural moments. Yeah, that's just, it could just live. But you say you got the greatest group, period. Yeah, who's greater? Our favorite was NWA. That was me, me and Kevin. Is Wu-Tang favorite. considered a group? Or is it a super group? Nah, that's a super group. You really can't say Wu-Tang is a group. See, Wu-Tang, but, but once again, it was the music. I didn't dress like Wu-Tang. Nah, I, whoa, 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 no, we can't do that. Clarks? Ghost and Ray. The Clarks. No, Ghostface. Ghost and Ray they changed fly, the whole but culture. Nobody Ray. dressed like Ghostface. No, no, Ray, Ray, no, Ray, 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 but nobody dressed like Ray Kwan. Nah, they had a, they had a gang of dudes. Uh, that's no beach. That's no beach. That's no beach. And I was young. Let me tell you something about Let me tell you something about Wallabies. Only niggas that rock Wallabies was nostalgic niggas from the b-boy age when he started talking about Wallabies at that point. In time, I'm telling you, I'm from Harlem. Niggas wasn't rocking Wallabies in '95, and that's when Wu Tang was hitting. 
the marble paint dripping the flyest lingo ever. Can't out talk Ghostface for nothing. Was niggas <laughs> wearing marble paint dripping uptown? You got to find no. somebody to do it. You couldn't buy that. It didn't matter. We wasn't buying not one car, nothing uptown. <laughs> You heard? Harlem's different, though. Harlem is different. Harlem different. Clark's was more of a Jamaican thing. I don't care I'm what Jamaican. nobody says. Jamaican. Jamaican. Okay, then. And that's more, that's, that's more of a, a, Queen, a Queens, Long Island thing. Because that was heavy Jamaican influence in Queens and Long Island in the 80s. I'm telling you. My I cousin had pink wallabies, I sky blue peachy, oh, like Ray all Bo- of them. He's from Long Island, Hempstead. Like, you dig? Like, I, I dig it. But when it comes to the history of style and culture, it's kind of hard to talk to me about no, Y'all right up there. Y'all right up there. I'm just talking about the game. Without Diplomat, remove remove Diplomat. I understand this shit from every group that moved around, from the way they dressed to what they pushed and who they were. Niggas want to be Rock Kim more than they want to be Big Daddy Kane. But niggas want to sing Big Daddy Kane shit all day, nigga. But Rock Kim was vicious, nigga. Different. Niggas want to dress like Rock. I don't I, care. I'll say this. And Big Daddy had fly shit, but niggas wanted that for law shit with the night. I was a fiend, fiend before. Nigga, niggas want to dress like rock. Period. Definitely. Period. Definitely. You heard? Another holo. Nah, they. Niggas want to dress like Grand Poobah. Nah, Nas. Nah, what for? Nas. Nas was a poster boy for getting fly. Helly oh, Hansen's okay, okay, okay. army hats to the side, jungle hats. Jay-Z, Nas was Jay-Z. Jay-Z. No. No, 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 no. Jay-Z. No. No. He was what wearing he did, Versace? The bu- button-up well, situation. We're talking, we talking 90s? Just, everything he did, the button-up oh, situation. Man. Give him credit. We got to get credit. Nas was the, the 80s? No, Nas the was the 80s. I'm talking about real stylistic niggas. Jay is Jay. He's an influencer. He's a famous dude, but he's not the flyest dude. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. He wears a lot of fly shit. But right. niggas did not want to dress like Jay. You did? When dresses went, Jay was wearing Iceberg and all that type of shit. That was kind of a Harlem thing. Yeah. You heard? Like, remember that, boy. Like, watch the history of how niggas getting fucked. <laughs> you Yo, did? you don't think love going to go crazy when he You did? This. Like, I'm going to break it all down, and then you can ask these same gentlemen how they feel about it. Because I know who are the stylistic people and who which people was following who back in the day. You heard? MC Ricky D was dope as fuck, but niggas didn't want to dress like MC Ricky D. <laughs> you heard? <laughs> and I, we could go forth and go forth. Special ed. Niggas want the special like fresh special ed. Wow. Got plenty that's plenty. What? And I still want more. What? And I still want what? more. What? B.I.G.? B.I.G. was a fat jiggy nigga. He put on for the heavy niggas and got crazy with it. Styles. Nobody could take, uh-huh. take nothing away Big from styles. B.I.G. Somebody put him in the clothes. Who? No, he, it, it's different. Are they dressing themselves or they got a stylist? It really don't matter because when you come off on camera, you're looking so good. So we got, we got to throw you Joe did? in there. You got those Joe in there. Who, Fat Joe? Yeah. Yeah, Fat Joe get fly. Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't about, know if people were dressing people to be dress like, like Fat Joe. This is what I'm Look trying to say. I don't think nobody was dressing. Fat Joe get fly, but niggas is What's not that? really like I'm dressing like on Joe. A, on the wake but up. Big I niggas, but part of it's because they can't. Big was it, and Heavy D was it for the big niggas. Shout yeah, out to Heavy D. Rest in peace. D? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Rest in peace. I'm Stiggly Stiggly D, nigga. Heavy D got busy I'm for the big niggas. Stiggly you heard? D. I think Grand Poobah, too. Grand Poobah yeah. was one of the freshest niggas in hip-hop history. That's so, a fact. That Tommy Hill thing Hands down. When you first saw ACGs back in the day, Grand Poobah had him on. That's a fact. With Tommy, all the Tommy fly Tommy Hill figure exactly. shit, yeah. the boxes busting out with the spring jackets and all that. Don't play, don't play with yeah. Grand Poobah. I, I, I actually ran into him like 10 years ago. I, I was driving. I thought I saw I was in a new show. He was going to the, the, the post office. I stopped the car, got out. They're like, what you doing? 
I'm like, it was Grand Poop, but I'm like, you gotta stop. I said, yo, yo, you one of the freshest dudes uh, I ever met. Nigga, period. I had, to, I had to tell him that. Nigga, Grand Poopa? I had to. Grand Poopa? Oh my. Do your research. Kids oh like, my Who's that? God. They don't even know who Grand Poopa yeah, is. Do your research. You know who used to get fly too, but he was he didn't pop as much as he was supposed to. My man Andre the Giant. I used to like how that nigga used to get fly. You don't know who Andre the Giant was? AG. What's up with you, man? How old are you? <laughs> Thirty-seven. All right, you might not, you might not know who AG is, man. That's monks digging in the crates. Y'all got to do your history. Oh, digging in the crates. Go pull some of them videos up. We just spoke about that. Pull up on the giant AG. Leather Pele Pele sweater jackets, nigga. No zipper, nigga. Just the buttons up here and shit like that. AG. Showbiz and AG. Yeah, nigga. Oh, showbiz and AG. Wait, wait, wait. Why I gotta say showbiz? AG is AG, nigga. Fuck you, mean Andre the Giant, nigga. But, but, I mean, if we talk, if we talk about Fresh, we can't forget Sosa. Who's Sosa? AZ. Yeah, we, one, of flyest, one, of flyest, one of the flyest, one of the flyest, one of the flyest of all. Dressed like Nas, though. AZ, but that was his fresh. partner. That was his partner. Okay, but one AZ of the flyest. We talking about what niggas want to dress like at that era. AZ got fresh, mm -hmm. but niggas want to dress like Nas. Niggas want that Helly Hansen. <laughs> you heard? You didn't have that Helly. He was a dub in high school, nigga. The fade, the fade. You heard? Fade. Nas was fly, nigga. He had the motherfucking rugby shirts and all that shit. What's still me? The, what these niggas <laughs> get? Yo, man, listen, man. So where's Ye at in that? Ye is yeah. not a fly, nigga. <laughs> he knows that. He makes sneakers. <laughs> he said he knows Ye's that. new generation. The new generation. Man, who like, dresses like Kanye? What does Kanye dress like? Nah, a whole he, nah, he, he inspired. They wear his sneakers. Nah, they was doing the, the, the I mean, backpack, had to pay the backpack. He said that. But the backpack, the backpack he started the, the whole backpack. What backpack? The backpack? The Louis Vuitton backpacks yeah, and hype. Niggas been buying Louis for the year, for years in fucking hip hop. <laughs> now he's responsible for Louis backpacks? No, no. I understand what you're saying, but Kanye wasn't a fresh nigga. He, walked fresh, he wore fresh sneakers. He made the freshest sneakers. But really, who got up to dress like Kanye? Tell me. Be quiet. <laughs> Tell me, nigga. You got up like, I want to dress like Yeezy today, nigga. He dressed crazy. Like kids younger than us, though. Yeah, yeah. Like they, kids. Did, they want his sneakers. No, they was doing that mohawk. They was doing all types Little of Little Wayne, yeah. too. They was all stars. That's them. Yeah, I, we no. can't say Wayne without them. No, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, Wayne, there's no young thug without Little Wayne. Uh, there's uh, not a, Uzi Vert. a bunch of these Littles, there's none. But nobody That's really wants to dress like Little Wayne. They do want to dress like Young Thug, though. Little Wayne was dressing like Gus. Young Thug got a whole generation of kids like that, that follow him That's 100%. I like him. I like him. I like 100%. Him. He's the only one that could get away with he get away with and sell them type of records that he sell. That young man is a rich, stylish motherfucker. You did? You got to understand what he's at in this took, era. Took it a little Moving too far. Forward. Took a little too far. But he, he scaled it back. He said the most gangster shit ever. What's that? He said... He scaled everything back because everything he did was a, cal a, a calculation. But his son didn't understand what he was doing. Ah. And that made him scale everything fact, back to, so his son didn't understand. He got confused. Yeah, but what about other kids, people's son that didn't? Listen, that's not his responsibility. His son is his responsibility. And by him being responsible to understand what he needed to do for his son, yeah. you could see that on camera for other people to understand how he scaled so you, it back. You put, are you putting Uzi in this category too, him and Thug? So they wearing women's clothes because they said they, they bought all the men's clothes already. <laughs> Listen, I don't like Uzi, my man. I I like Diamond Head is crazy. That's a whole nother wave. I don't know where he went with it. He's on super futuristic board. I seen a lot of niggas bored with money, but that was the stupidest boredom that I've seen in a while. You know why he did it? Did you hear? He was with Fat Joe. He told he said, 
He he would have put it in a ring, but he knew in bro, his mind he would have lost it. So bro, he put it in his forehead. I can see if you press <laughs> if he pressed that shit, if he pressed it, and then the car would have pulled up. Or he disappeared. He pressed this shit and like. <laughs> Let's go, man. To each his own, though. You did? Shout out to them, man. We Shout a, out to we, we, we had a point in in, in in this rap in this rap business where some of these artists are making so much money that yeah, like, possibility fuck like, it. fuck it, whatever we got going on. Yeah, so Shout out to them because I would say Young Thug and Lil Uzi pretty much are the leaders of the new generation. Travis right. Scott. Travis Scott, yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. But what I mean by it is like, and there's a million of them that's successful under them. Yeah. But they all, all, that trio right there, these yeah. kids go crazy for Like, they're like, oh, my shit is like, I, and I had to learn how to do For the music or the style? I believe for both. For both? 100%. I'm going to put my guy baby in there too. Little baby. Oh, little babies. The, the baby too. Little, little. The baby. Wait, hold on. The, both, both, <laughs> both. Little baby. That's my guy. Influence of the year to me, but it's a different influence than a young thug and a yeah, nah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little baby is a dope boy influencer that's always going to hit inside our culture. And yeah, yeah, he's he represented nostalgic music yeah. and the future music of the niggas that like to merge, hustle. merge together. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's special. He's young thug and him represents the new music that took over when it came to streaming and independent music that started making. So much money, these labels started to start giving out these big checks to these new artists coming out of nowhere because they learn how to monetize their own money from the streams. Yeah, no, that's a fact. You are you still at AR? In my own mind. Okay. Well, you were at Koch, right? What? Warner Warner Brothers uh, Inc. Um, it's over there as a AR director, so I pretty much was everybody's boss. Um, <laughs> it was like Leo and Kevin Lyles and Jim Jones. So, what, what was your like? What is what is an AR? What are they, what do you? Bullshit title for somebody. <laughs> That's what we thought. <laughs> Bullshit title for somebody that, that listens to music and gives his opinion on if that shit is dope or not. Did you bring any artists over there? To where? To where when you were at A&R. Did you like... Oh, where, at Koch? Well, at Warner. Yeah. Well, I, I remember once... Well, I helped, I helped a lot. I like curated music. I, but the one artist I was trying to get was Rick Ross at the time. And I remember Rick Ross wanted a million dollars when he came out with... I think it was Every Day I'm Hustling when it was just in the street. Mm. And you know, I told him, Kevin Lyles, you, you need to sign this kid, Rick Ross, because Def Jam is about to give him a mil to. He like, I'm not giving him a million dollars. I'm like, no, you need to give him a million dollars. Like, this is what you hiring me for? This kid is on fire like you can't understand. And they missed that boat. Boy, boy were they wrong. How you gauge talent? Like, there's so many people that rap, so many people that have talent. How you know somebody is going to be... You never really know, but like... 30 which, seconds. Let me hear their music. Give me 30 seconds with their music and give me five minutes with them in a the room. And I can tell you if they're gonna be a star or they just gonna be good at doing music. So what's what's some characteristics that somebody makes somebody a star? Um, the it factor. Yeah. Um, when a person walks in the room, it depends on the type of attention they come in. Like the aura. Mm, you feel the aura. Like the aura. You feel yeah. the aura. Yeah. The energy. Fact. Yeah. When a person has that yeah. energy. Yeah. You become a fan instantaneously. Like, damn, I like this nigga energy. I fuck with him. Like, yeah, yo, tell yeah. sure, let me get that nigga know I need it. Like, you just, you know a nigga energy. Like, oh, he gonna go, he gonna, he gonna go with it. There's a lot of things from selling, from selling lifestyle to the music. But the music is the most important component before artist becomes an artist. If you don't have the power in that music to make me want to figure out what the rest of you is about, then you're a dub from the get-go. You think music is more important than the intent? Like, I feel like now, the other stuff is more important than music. You still need the music. Still need to be heard for people to want to know who you are. Mm. But do you have? You don't really have to be good. You don't. You just need to run the numbers up. Yeah, that's it. 
But you still need the music and to, run the, out ways to run the numbers up. You need the music to run the numbers up. Yeah. Right now, you can't get signed at any label if your numbers are not of adequate numbers that the label feel that you should have. Like no matter YouTube? how talented you are. And that's the fucked up part that's going on in this industry. There are some talented motherfuckers that could become stars, biggest Michael Jackson, that won't get the opportunity to have a, a, a deal because they don't have a certain amount of streams on YouTube or they don't have a certain amount of numbers on IG. But meanwhile, these people can be the next Drake. These people can be the next such and such. So this is how the whole industry is moving right now. And, and that's one of the things that really bothers me as me having... A, being an A and R quote unquote because it's now it's what am I on the internet just fishing for the nigga got the highest streams or am I looking for some real music? Yeah. yeah. That's what it's come to. Can you can you make a hit? Not even can you make a hit. Can you get followers? Can you get yeah, YouTube views? Or can you get on TikTok? Really? TikTok. TikTok blowing dudes out TikTok's the water. TikTok's moving. Out the water. I'm about to get a TikTok. I ain't got no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what song it is. Just, I don't even know what song it is either. That the, the, day, I know the day, that's crazy. I don't, who, that's crazy. I got no sense. <laughs> I've just seen people doing the duck walk. I'm like, all right, this is a hit. All around the world. This is a grown hit. Grown-ass. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Y'all don't sit your ass down, man. Bitch, I got no cool. sense. You got your girl doing it, yelling in. What the fuck are you doing? You look like a duck. Call me. Give a fuck how much money you got. I'm not going to run it. Fuck out of here. Ah, uh, Jim. Been a pleasure, my brother. Yeah, you're going to uh. give me some trouble. <laughs> we'll clean it up. Don't even worry about it. Oh, man. No, uh, about Troy, any last questions? I do, man. As a sneaker guy. Hip-hop sneaker question? Head. Well, I just want to know top five sneakers. Top five sneakers? Top five. Yours. So you don't care about sneakers, though? He do. He cares about being fresh in them. Yes. After you wear them, it's whatever. Yeah. But what's your favorite? like your top five. John 6s. Okay. John 1s. Hot Top Forces. Strap. All white, preferably. Never did the three quarters. Please. Never did the three quarters. Oh, we from, oh mids. We from, no mids. Mids is three quarters. That's three quarters. Oh, that's three quarters. Yeah. I hate the mids. We from home. Yeah. Low Top 1s. Um, constructions. Tim's? You don't put the um, orange and blue Bo Jacksons in there? That wasn't top five, though. There was a fly, but that's not top five. I love the Bo Jacksons. I, I, orange we all have our own. We all yeah. have our own purposes. Because like, I could go deep. I could go on the Delta Force and the Court Force. Like, them shits used to turn me on. The Terminators, them shits used to turn me on. Like, there's just so many things <laughs> I can start getting into. The Delta Revolutions. The when Andre, I first got Andre the Revolutions. Agassiz. Like, the Agassiz. The first Agassiz that came out with the tennis ball on the back that was fused and shit like that. Like, mm. we could go through all the sneakers. I, I got... Favorites for favorites for favorites for days when the Deodoras first jumped out, the hot top ones with the tongue that ripped off. The sh Did you know that Deodoras had an extra tongue you could take paste on the top? No, you didn't. Uh, you uh, take not, it too long. Too so, my sixth grade, my man Omar came first grade, second grade. What year, year, year was that? Maybe like 83, 84. I was born in 84. Deodoras had the hot tops. And then they had an extended tongue with Velcro, so you can make the, the tongue longer, so you could tongue fuck your jeans and shit, but it ripped off like, shh, <laughs> you heard? Then they had, she had the kangaroos back in the day, you could stash your money in, in the side, you know about the kangaroos, right? Nah. You don't know about the rules? Nah. I, I, we started with, in that era of the Bo Jacksons. You gotta do some 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 real sneaker history, because you can't really answer no real sneaker questions. Well, he said he's a sneakerhead, you should be ashamed am, of yourself. I, I don't profess to be a sneakerhead, you I do. I definitely a sneakerhead. So you're not, you're failing. You gotta do some history. Do, gotta, do the knowledge. I'm missing, always going to learn. Do the lessons. missing errors of sneakers. You're missing the lessons, I'm bro. a Nike. Well, I'll just say this. I'm a Nike. 
and you're missing errors and nothing. You, you can't be a sneakerhead and just be nice. Because I don't, I don't really, know what Delta Force is. Of course. I don't know what Court Force is. Of course. All right. I'm so, thinking like when you, you know start saying that in my head. Is? Terminate, who, who rocked those? Tell me who rocked them. What athlete? I'll know about athletes. Like the, the Terminators day. was the Georgetown joints with the big Nike in the, in the back. back. Oh, yeah, 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 That was uh, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing was there, right? Yeah, uh, Dave Wingate, those guys. When they lost to Jordan. They lost to Jordan, then they lost to Houston. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know, I know it like that. If you tell me the athlete, I, I got you. I got you. As you as you saying, I'm like the David Robinsons. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Man, that's, I remember yeah, sneaking yeah. some all that type of shit yeah. from niggas that used to be on the block. Oh, when Choo Choo had the Coogee and shit like that, he was the first <laughs> thing I saw with a Coogee in '93. And then Big came out in '95 talking about Coogee sweater. Now I'm like, my man Choo Choo was rocking on since '93, <laughs> man. 11th grade, his mom's shit was 400. He talked about 400. I almost fainted. Like, the sweater's 400? Shout like, no way your mom brought your 400. He like, yeah, some rich shit. It's called a coochie and shit like that. She brought this for me. My uncle got ones and all that. Then Tunnel Biggie started talking about it. My man told you been here having coochies, nigga. What's up? Jim, hip-hop question. Harlem. Top five Harlem rappers. Top five Harlem rappers? Harlem. I got five right now. I got five. I got five right now. That's a... Jewels... That's Cam, your favorite rapper of all time. Joel's Cam, Big L, um, Herb McGruff. Herb McGruff. Um, and myself. Yeah. I would put myself at the top of the list, though. No disrespect. I'm busting right now. You know what? You're the most improved. Um, you know how the NBA to get the most improved award? Yeah. I feel like... Um, For a year, like 10 years running. No, no, no. He's, yeah, he's consistently gotten better. Yeah. Because um, I remember on Cam's first album, when you made an appearance, and to see the growth from now, from then to now, it's actually pretty remarkable. Yeah. He's yeah. only... Because most rappers get worse as they get older. Yeah. He's one of the only people that have ever gotten better. Like, yeah, dramatically. It, it felt like it was like... most rappers never hustled when they was younger. Mm. Did you always were you a rapper at the start, or was it just like that kid nah, like get on the track? You could tell he wasn't a rapper. Yeah, I was like, you could tell he wasn't a rapper. I learned to rap because Cam and Mace was making a shitload of money, and he was like, "Man, we teach you how to rap." You left that guy out the top five. Mace, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a dub. He too wishy washy. <laughs> he ain't really got no real Harlem stories. I could, I could, I could. You know what I mean? Hurt my He's been a rescue mission for a long time. <laughs> rescue mission. <laughs> you heard? <laughs> But shouts to Mace though, he definitely did a lot for Harlem. Like he yeah, might not, he might not be yeah. in my top five. Yeah. Played a lot, played a major As far part. as the influence and pushing Harlem to be recognized in the world through our music, Mace is probably probably the biggest rapper at that time yeah. for Harlem. I mean ever. Yeah. I, I mean had, ever. Yeah, you know what I mean? At was. that moment in time when he blew, there was no one, no nothing, 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 nothing was like that with him and Diddy did. Yeah. Period. That was crazy. Retarded. That was crazy. Retarded. Motion picture. Retarded. Motion picture. You dig? I will not take it away from Bethel. That's why I was like, yo, you called the guys. It's been so long since I heard you call him Bethel. Hands down. Bethel. But you know, I grew up with all these with, with yeah. all these with all these gentlemen. It's a legendary like time. Yeah. Nah, that's um. I would put my man Nick. I would put my man Nick in like if if it was a, it was a six man like I'd put my man Nick in, my man Nick Bucks. Nick Bucks. A, yeah, I would put him as a six. Man. Remember we met him. The top five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and there's both. a few other ones. I, I like like Dub know. get Dub get crazy disrespectful behind the, behind the Mike Device from Harlem. But I'll say the six man. I, I, would I haven't really go got into his music too much. I like Dave East. Dave East is definitely. I like Dave East. Dave is dumb nice. 
He reminds me of that 90s yeah, he retro. But Dave, like, Dave is like a hybrid, so I can't really just be like, he's all Harlem. Queen, too? Yeah, you got it. You know what I mean? He's a hybrid. You can put him <laughs> in the Queen's category and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Dave is dead nice. It's, you see Dave is on all my projects. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I got a great work uh, with But besides just like my top five, let's get like Harlem has a lot of fucking dope rappers. You got Shooter. You got Trigger. You got the Rider Nation. Um, you got Sig the Trey. You got Yellow Tape. Um, you got Rich the Rama. Rich uh, um, the Like, pardon me if I'm if, if Then I'm all the battle so rappers. Many, like, all the battle rappers, that's a whole nother lane and shit like that. But I'm talking about Murder niggas Mook. that get, get busy, busy. Like Murder Mook is a, is a fucking legend when it comes to whole one on one battle, face to face destruction. <laughs> I can't do Could it. Could you do but a I battle rap? I my hat to them. I couldn't. I couldn't. In the fight, somebody. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> I, I, it's gonna go bad. <laughs> I, 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 I want to end all the battle rapping. There'll be no more battle rapping. Like no more. Turn to the like you'll get locked up for having a battle rap event. What's, what's, after what's, I what's the dude from um, Coney Island that always punches everybody? The Hoff. Yeah, Matt Hoffa. Hoff is retarded, man. Shout out to Hoff. That's my nigga, man. That nigga's retarded. <laughs> See, it'd be 10 times worse. And that's why nah, I, I, right, couldn't, they get so I couldn't do it. But like, they be in a nigga's face like this <laughs> gross. Like, about niggas, your, moms. your mom's yeah. and bitch. And then they find the information. Yeah, and their daddy was a snitch in the 86. You talking about bitch? You were the fucking son of a mouse, you rat ass nigga. Like, they're like, what? I got your child support paperwork. And they pulling it out, bitch. <laughs> you ain't paid this shit in nine years, nigga. Like what? Yo, yo. Nah, it's, it, that, yo, it's too much. I'm too much. Nah, it's too much. They're doing Extreme real recon on this shit. Like they shit is, <laughs> shit is definitely somebody's doing a lot of research when it comes to my opponent. Like nigga, yeah. get all, get the, everything. We need oh, everything. everything. Yeah, nah, that's too much. It, 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 it gets real. It's it too much. Real. It's too much. It, it, they nasty with it, but I I respect the sport because they be shit is dope. Nah. I could I could watch it. Yeah, I, I definitely could watch. It's it. a talent. A hundred percent. It's a talent. Definite talent. That's like it's a lot different. of acting involved. Yeah, a lot of acting. You have like, and not saying like acting in a bad like way, just the drama. Like, and yeah, you got like yeah. if you if yeah. you got three rounds and you got to be at home, you got to get your shit right. Yeah, yo, yo, the king got to be there. Everything like it's, it's not, you, you say something, your man comes in with the punchline. All it, yeah, like this shit got to be this shit is like ballet almost. So I respect them for that because I know it's like, <laughs> I know it's like not not nothing yeah, you yeah. can do overnight when you prepping for a battle, nah, especially when different. it comes to words. And not to mention, it's not easy. Like most people think it's easy to rap. It's not e it's not even easy to talk half the time. You dig? So imagine trying to rap to music, yeah, and not jumble your words. And most black people have dyslexia. This shit is hard. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you from my own personal experiences. This shit is hard. Research department. No. <laughs> oh, man. One of the most enjoyable conversations we've had. I'm glad. I'm, glad I, I'm glad I came here. I didn't know what to expect. I'll, I'll be seeing your gentlemen. I'll be seeing pretty poised at all these interviews and you're talking <laughs> proper. Like, who are these nerd niggas? What are they, what are they trying to prove? You heard? Like, they, I'm smart too. <laughs> but this was cool. This was very dope. Man. Yeah. You're very down to earth. Nah, it's dope to bump into people that know something about something. You know what I mean? A lot of these people yeah. I do interviews with really got a question and ask that, y'all. Seem to know your shit and you're knowledgeable about making business and showing black people how to make some money and I, I respect it. that. That's what I'm about. We're going to get you to invest in, in the stock market. Oh, yeah, stock market. Yeah, we well, if you want to show, sit down and teach you. I would definitely love the lesson. You Absolutely. Dig? But yeah. I know how to create a stock and I'm, I'm good with that. All so right. if I was to never get a lesson from y'all, I'm going to create more stocks that y'all can invest in. But if y'all want to give me a lesson on investing, sure, I got a couple of dollars. See if it could turn over. All Let's right. do it. All right, bet. So... 
What, what would you like to tell the people? Uh, what would you like to leave the people with? Any the vent? Well, you said everything, but yeah, what's, what's your final words? Um, just go for it. I mean, with everything that's going on, the way the world is running, we know that a lot of things have changed. Some has changed for the worse. A lot has changed for the better. I mean, you may not see it, but you need to look because there's a lot of things out there that can change your life for you and the life for your family if you just think a little bit. And what I mean by that is like. From prohibition to the gold rush, or is the gold rush to prohibition to dot com to weed now to crypto space? So five things that this name that changed the life of America, right? Yeah. The biggest things that's changed the life of America, right? That's a fact. Mm -hmm. And we told you two that's alive and running right now: crypto and marijuana. So get with it, period. Or get left, Jack. <laughs> That's a fact, you, Jack. You did? Oh, uh, you did. <laughs> Come on, I needed that. I needed that. Awesome. You got to end it with that. <laughs> you got to end it with that, dude. Come on. Oh. That's what the people wanted. We're going to leave this on a tap. <laughs> nah, this, is this was dope, man. Uh, Troy, housekeeper items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our Proud to Pay program. Everybody as a Tier 5, you obviously have access to EYL University, the number one place for everything business, finance, and entrepreneurism. Uh, shout out to all the earners that are on there, and shout out to everybody that's been supporting our merch. Uh, I got the tracksuit on, shout out to that red. I don't even have that red, man. Shout out, to, shout out to Ben for putting out that merch and everybody that's been rocking it. We greatly appreciate you, and uh, thank you for everybody that's been patient uh, with getting that merch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just want to say this was dope for me, man. You know, before anything, we was hip hop fans. We grew up on hip hop music. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, that album right there was something that I listened to literally every day for 12 months straight. And um, these guys played a major part in the culture. And, um, you know, anytime you get to actually have a conversation with somebody yeah. that you've listened to and, and has played, shaped, helped shape your life is a extremely, um, you know, a humbling experience. Yeah. We don't take it lightly. So um, I'm ready to play in my head right now. Jim Jones and Sesay Bone Santana. Don't make me feet. feel too old, though. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, no, but I appreciate that love, man. Nah, That's what nah, you nah. do it for, man. You know what I mean? So. For sure. So, all right, guys. Thank you for checking us out. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details